Sorry, intro music. I just did it. I don't know. This <laughs> is why I'm not mixing the music. Um, we do have somebody mixing the music. We'll talk about it. I am, not, Come on. I am not mixing the music. <laughs> we got lots of we got lots of stuff to talk about when we oh, get some folks to come through. Happy 2022. Welcome, happy welcome, 2022. welcome to all that are joining in uh, today, January 10th, 2022. It's our first show of the season, too. It's our one year anniversary. The one year anniversary. Holy cow. We did it. We made Holy it. Holy cannabis. Holy cannabis. Holy closet. We're going to try to do it better this year. We are already doing it better this year. We do it better every se- every episode for every sure. Episode, we learn something new. Um, I'd say. I think we, you know, we set our goals to come into this show and, um, you know, some things are just out of your hands and you got to let it go. But we're working. Yeah. <laughs> you see me take just like a deep breath. Like, yeah, whatever about this not controlling things. Uh, sure. That doesn't make me feel comfortable at all. You're controlling the not controlling. Yeah. Definitely. You're in, control. You're in control of not being in control. Um, so if you're joining us live, thank you. <laughs> Say hi in the comments. This is the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. I am Canna Queen. This is MJ. Whoop, whoop. Happy 2022. Welcome to the show. So happy to be back. I wasn't sure if we took a break when we were getting ready to start. I got nervous today. You know, I wasn't was nervous until literally at like 419 and 40 seconds when I was like. And then it was like, what are we <sighs> Have we ever done this before? Not for this year. (laughs) That's true. I've been staying like low profile on the, uh, on the, on the social medias lately too. Which is probably the adverse effect that I think we're supposed to do when you're promoting a a podcast. But that is also kind of the way my brain operates. I have to like stop doing something before I start. I don't know. It's all explosive. You have to stop it before you start it. So I have a couple of projects that I'm working on, though, that have to put me right in contact with social media. So um, so I got I got to get on the ball about that because it all kind of fits into our you know, our, what we want to do, our platform. Yeah. Our platform. That's what I was looking for. Exactly. And that's the, you know, same, same. I had this conversation of, you know, that's in the business of what we do. It is about, you know, social media is the market is part of marketing and you have to do it. Um, You have to play the game because that is where, you know. Yeah get your where you have growth you know it's the easiest way to uh, attract a large audience which is part of our goal this season very much so to attract a larger audience we would like to educate more individuals and um yeah we want to be in in the in the ear pods of more folks so that's our goal this year for sure oh absolutely We've got a lot of new people that liked our page. I, I went through my whole personal list and invited a bunch of people, and I, I hope they're tuning in soon. 
So also, if you are on our Facebook uh, or our Instagram and you are on our page, if you wouldn't mind inviting your friends to come like us, like our page, they could just say no or they could not say no and they could click that like button. And that's going to help increase our viewership. Um, and we would like to give the dinosaur away this year. So yes. that could be a thing. <laughs> Oh, um, today, uh, you know, is our first day back. So thanks for joining us. If you're joining us live and thanks for joining us after the fact, if you're joining us on Spotify or Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, shout out, um, or any of the other podcast station, let us know where you're listening from. We would love to hear from you. Um, uh, we are back for our first show of season two. And uh, today we definitely want to like, just kind of get into the new rules that we can expect across the country. So we're definitely going to talk about that today. Happy um, 2022 regulations. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the new year comes new regulations. So we're going to pay a little bit of attention to that today, but I want to talk about, um, so for the holidays, they were kind of weird for, for both of us, I think. Um, so I want to talk about that before we get into our main subject today. Yeah. Um, the holidays were really weird for us. We, uh, we spent Christmas together. We were in the same place for Christmas, which was amazing. We had dinner together. We watched Christmas movies. We went and, um, looked at the lights around town. We took yeah. our dogs like Christmas light. Check out the Instagram. Uh, yeah. we pictures of us uh, out and about and a little bit of sledding. You put that on sledding adventures on the page. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. We went sledding. That was fun. <laughs> I love it so much. I keep going back with my back. It does not love it. And it's been hurting for try the alternate routes that don't have the like, but I'm bumped. I have, I haven't. Oh, okay. Oh, you I won't. I have not. Okay. I've not. Um, not. But I've also been doing other adventures. We've been going um, ice skating. My husband was out of town for the holidays, and um, so he's back. And now we're just we're going on all these little adventures. So we've been ice skating, and we went to the hot springs the other night. It's pretty nice. That is, uh, you're you're redating. Yeah, and happy birthday. Shout out to my husband. Happy birthday, husband. It's his birthday. Um, we're we're 45 this year. Can you believe that? Because <laughs> I can't. I know it doesn't feel like there's been 45 years on this planet. Where did they all uh, go? I know. I know. Where did they all go? Well, some of them went to spend time with this guy. So um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, you look amazing for 45. I want to say that. And he does. He does work out and, you know, does. Why is it that whenever you're younger, I mean, 40s is like, oh, it's so old. And I mean, because, well, I feel like we're way too old. Is that why? (laughs) 40s is the gateway to old. No, I think we're just, I think that our generation is younger. I think 45 was maybe old when our parents were, um, he says health. I like this health is health is wealth. So see, be rich in life. There you go. You know what? And health did take a different turn or aspect and health, ha- you know, changed, you know, somewhere in the, you know, like we're paying more attention yeah. to different, uh, 
So um, we, we're letting go of our anger issues and we're going to therapy and we're doing yoga. (laughs) 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 So, um, I don't know. I just, I was talking to somebody the other day about this. I, um, I do pop-ups for Eureka. Your, uh, shout out Eureka Vapors. If you're in Colorado or California, go by your local dispensary and see if they have Eureka Vapors, uh, Eureka products. If they don't, ask them why they don't. Get them on the shelf. It's really great stuff. I really liked this product before um, I started repping them. So repping them is just like awesome. Um, but... Um, and if you're in the Durango area and a dispensary that you go to doesn't carry Eureka products, um, tell them to get in touch with me because I will help them out. I will make sure that they get them. I'll get them a sample pack um, so they can try them first. So they just try before you buy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, yeah, we've just been we've been very active uh, and we stay very active. And I think that's, that's part of it too, is it's, we're just like very, we're move, we're moving, you know, maybe, maybe we're just seeing the best of us represented. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say I, I, my majority of my friends, um, haven't, you know, also, you know, haven't aged or we all kind of look like we're still hanging out in high school, uh, to a certain right. degree, a little bit of maturity on our faces. A lot of my friends have children. I don't, um, yeah. but <laughs> it's not maturity. It's uh, disappointment. I think that's what you see on the face. <laughs> Just like, we look really young. Um, but we look like we're like really disappointed 30 year olds, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we already been through it 30 year olds what's up what's up happy new year baby what's up um and miss audrey there i see you Thanks. yes audrey came in real early she's been with us since the beginning of the show and uh thank you to our regulars welcome back happy new year happy new year happy 2022. um did you so i we didn't do a whole lot of gift stuff because it was just like a weird and off uh, he said, speak for yourself. I'm not disappointed. Um, I, it was just like a weird and off Christmas, uh, and holiday season. Yeah. Um, it wasn't planned. Uh, unexpected. What's up, Cody? Cody. Yeah, it was totally, it was actually quite unexpected. Right. Um, I kind of expected to be alone for the holidays and then some of the travel plans kind of got kerfuffled yeah i didn't expect to be a white christmas but though you oddly enough you know again talking to the universe and such i was like ah bitching about not ever being in colorado you know for a white christmas and you know even though a couple years ago we have been and you know for the past couple but um and uh you were going to be in Florida long and And I were going to have like a sunny Florida and then lo and behold everything changed and um yeah I did not go to Florida my sister did she came to Durango and we hung out yeah down in Durango it was awesome um the drive was beautiful I did it in a rental car. That's something that happened uh, after our last show uh, and for yes. the new year. Is uh, I in my last clinic of the season. I also I caught a buck on the way home, and yeah. he totaled my car. And uh, I'm safe. Lady was safe. Everything was good and dandy. 
mm-hmm. um, for the car. I mean, the car made it home, uh, even because there was no way to, where I where I was at. Um, I couldn't get. I I barely had signal. My poor sister uh, had to hear, was on the you know on, on the speakerphone when uh, all this was happening. So. <laughs> She's like, I'm never talking to you on the phone again. No, um, I mean, she's probably got PTSD about it. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. um, so I've been dealing with rental cars and um, buying a new car, and I'm, I'm actually today was full of that stuff. So, yeah, you, you, uh, you took care of some of that stuff today, and then you're going to be getting a new car this week, right? Um, it has to be tomorrow. Like that's <laughs> my deadline, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Tomorrow, put your good energies out there, everybody, that she finds an under budget car because that way, yeah, she has a little extra other things. Um, yeah, under under budget, uh, good good engine, good tires, mm. good brakes, um, tow package. I, I would like to be able to tow my scamp. So those are the things I've been saying as I was put driving. It out, put it out. You never know. You can always find like these crazy good deals. Some um, people tell me about some of these crazy good deals they find. I'm like, how? My roommate, right before I left, she's like, I'm going to go buy this Ford. You want to go with me to check it out? And we didn't, I didn't end up going with her. And then all of a sudden I pull in and I see a Ford without a plate. And I was like, and it's this cute little Ford SUV. It's a, not the, it's not like a. It's, is it like a real SUV or is it a compact SUV? It's one of their compact ones. It's not the Explorer or Expedition but it's like an older, it's an older car or whatever, but it's, it's cute. It's, you know, it looks like it reminds you of like a VW, like Tiguan or whatever their mm-hmm. SUV is. So, um, but yeah, she got it for like maybe $4,000. She took it to her mechanic up there and he's like, it's good to go. That's dope. That's awesome. See? And then, and she, she is pretty that. privileged though. And she sold her, sold she, her, um, her Subaru for a thousand or something like that, you know? So well, it doesn't look like a pregnant roller skate. I cannot even with these cars, y'all. Why? <laughs> you know, when I'm back home, I will take a picture and we will, we will figure it out. I'm going to, my next car is going to be an actual, I'm sorry. It's going to be an actual SUV. I want my Xterra back. I would like an Xterra Pro 4X this year. Thank you very much. That's what I would like to see myself in this year. Is all I'm saying. The only roller skates I want to see are the ones on my feet. Because also my birthday's in March, y'all. Pisces. Um, so, <laughs> so I have I have actually an un or I have we didn't get that many we didn't do gifts too much. Um, your sister sent me a gift, which I really love. It's hanging above me right now. It's a a, a hummingbird, yes, and it's like hanging. So it's really beautiful. It's hanging up there. Um, but I got this other unexpected gift, and it's it's probably one of my favorite things that I've gotten. And I'm not sure how this person um, got it right at all, but I put it onto my little tray here, but it's a little, it's an incense burner. If you can see it and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little chakra tree. It's got all the chakra stones in it. 
with all of the chakra stones are in it. That's so and, cute. How, so were you just looking at it and you were like, cause first you were like, what the fuck? Well, the first thing I said was, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, I think this is for you. It was in the back pocket of a pair of pants that uh, he received for Christmas as a gift. Um, and then, so it was wrapped in tissue paper, uh, which now we all know where, if you've ever gotten a package from us, uh, you will notice that it is full of probably like paper towels. Yes. This is where we've gotten it from. Okay. So this gift was wrapped in numerous pieces of tissue paper and (laughs) stuck in the back pocket of these pants that were sent to him. And so I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, I noticed the chakra um, stones right away. And so I was like, okay, that's cute. But then I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, (laughs) like, why is it a jumble of stones? (laughs) Why are you sending me a chakra tree? What is this stick for? I was, I was like complete. I wasn't, maybe I wasn't stoned enough. I don't know. But then the next morning I came out and I looked at it and I was holding it and I was looking at it and I go, oh, it's an incense burner. You put incense sticks in it like immediately. And because I've been really tuning into like my chakra work lately, it's kind of caught me off guard that it's kind of such a perfect gift. It's um, small and it kind of fits the motif around here. And um, this one doesn't fit because this stick is super thick, but um, it fits most of my incense. Uh, (laughs) And it was, you know, and it was, and it's from, and you guys, it's from my mother-in-law. And I don't know, and I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. We don't, we don't speak. Uh, It's not, we've never been. (laughs) <laughs> We've never been in a fight. We've never like fought about anything or whatever. We just don't, we just don't communicate, you know? So it's just like a strange, she communicates now. She communicates with my husband on a weekly basis, but they don't talk about me. <laughs> like, they, like I'm not a subject that they come around. So, um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just like, did she pick this up? And I don't know. It might have been an accident, but it might have been not an accident. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, you know, but whatever it is, I appreciate it. And it's, it's probably one of the, my most favorite gifts that I got. I also got a bag of King Palms. So, I mean, that's hard to top. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> a silent peace offering. Um, Yeah, maybe she does. She does. She doesn't forget me on holidays. Um, so Christmas, she doesn't forget about me. Um, although this year, my main complaint is that (laughs) I'm so mad about it. Can you tell? Um, she did not send my, the cookies that I like. She didn't send the cookies that I like. So I was upset because she sent a bunch of dark chocolate, a little bit of milk chocolate, and then this next box that had this in it had a bunch of dark chocolate in it. Like, and I was like, this, she didn't even care. And then that thing came out of the pocket. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, so cynical, my cynical self. But 
<laughs> Upon reflection of it, I think I might have even had a dream about it or something. So I think that that's why I knew what it was in the next morning. I thought of, I think I thought about it uh, throughout the night or something. I don't know. But um, sounds about right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I try to change my tune whenever possible, if necessary. Um, but yeah, she sends this. So, so every Christmas we get these, I think they're like shortbread, maybe cookies. They're like uh, thumb thumbprint cookies. And then mm. she puts these different jellies in them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that I could probably make them myself if I really, <laughs> if I really yeah, had something about cookies but, that are made by, you know, you know, like there's something she puts in it that I don't have probably. And mm -hmm. I, right or whatever yeah you know if she got not the on. cookies yeah so the cookies weren't in the package I was upset and then also she always sends tamales for Christmas which we love but also um I'm a fan of uh I think she sends like these the like there's a beef tamale that she sends that I like but I don't like the ones that she's <laughs> the flavors that she sent was like a sweet one and then the mole, uh, it's okay, but it's not my favorite. So I just let him have them. Um, but she sends these other ones that are awesome. So, so I didn't get my favorite tamales or my cookies this year. I was super upset about it. Um, but look, I got the chakra incense tree. See? So there's something there. There you go. I was like, is this on purpose or on accident? I don't know. Uh, on purpose. Listen, I don't know. Uh, this is our first day back, so we do we do have a goal of increasing our numbers, but I, I don't know how soon we're going to meet that goal today because some people might have forgotten that it was our first day back. We try to announce it a lot online and stuff, and we're going to be a lot better about those things because the Except for we year, are totally social media non-existent except, during the holidays. Except we haven't been better. I said we're going to be better. It's the 10th of January. We have not been better. We've had 10 days to be better. We're going to work on it, though. We're going to try to put it into our schedule and, like, follow yeah. the schedule. Like, when we see it on the schedule, don't just skip oh, over it, like, as not a last resort. Ignore it. Not just ignore it. I'm going to write right. it in pencil because, for me, that means, like, it, it's not just penciling it in. It's actually, like, imprinted on my brain that I wrote something down. <laughs> yes, exactly. I have this, like, a really elaborate calendar mm -hmm. right now because we're running – so many companies right now, which we're going to tell you about one of them uh, shortly, but um, but we're running like we're running this podcast underneath another company that we are working on a product launch with and another company that we are working on education with. So, yeah, there's a lot going on and we both have these elaborate calendars, but we're going to we're going to do our best and um, try to post more. But having said that. Um, I wish, it, I wish I knew if Nexus was here. Does anybody know if Nexus is here? He usually pop, puffs in. So he's usually I, here. Can somebody go get him and make sure he's here for what I'm about to say next? Because I don't want him to miss out on what I'm about to say next. And if you're, if you want to leave because you find our banter boring, well, I got news for you. You're leaving way too early. You're leaving way too early. Just you know, somebody go get next. Um, because we're not boring. <laughs> we're not boring. We're hilarious. Talk to us. Talk so, to you yeah. know, like we're here. We're mm -hmm. reading comments. We're so yeah. here's the thing. Let me see if I can pull this up on social media because that's where I saw it. <laughs> um, but 
Oh, I lost the post, but I'm going to, I remember the post. It's not hard to remember it. Um, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So y'all, uh, <laughs> this one, are we going over? Oh, we're, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going <laughs> to tell the story that I read. I'm going to try to find the, I'm trying to find the thing. I don't know where I saw it, but I feel like it was on Facebook. Um, y'all Drake might be getting sued, uh, by a lady, which I'm not sure she has grounds, but (laughs) okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. This is a good one. Drake might be getting sued by a lady. Um, I don't have names because I cannot find, uh, the post, but what had happened was uh, Drake might be getting sued for putting hot sauce in a condom. And so, and so what had happened was he was uh, getting down with uh, a lady and a model. a model. Yes. And also uh they had a great time and everybody got yeah they everybody climaxed got it yes so uh, they so first of all first of all in the story it said that he he made sure to get full consent like he was like hey uh, you uh, you want to like fool around? Like you want to you want to have sex? Like he was not he was very clear about what his intentions were, or whatever. Um, so he like repeatedly. I, I, say that again. <laughs> this article I'm reading goes into detail. <laughs> oh, so so let me tell what I know, and then you go with the article. That's perfect. Okay, great. Because I can't find the Facebook post that I read it off of. But anyways, okay, so so he was with this model. He asked for, con- he made sure that there was consent along the way every time. And then, so he just went to the bathroom and then he came out with a condom on, like ready to go. And then they fucked. And then he went to the bathroom after everybody was done. He went to the bathroom to dispose of the condom and he did dispose of the condom. But when he disposed of the condom, apparently he also put hot sauce in with his little soldiers. He put the hot sauce in the condom. So then she went into the bathroom after him to clean up under the presumption to clean up. Cause that's listen, Hey, pause. Pee after you have sex, ladies It's very important. It's very, very important. You need to do that. So just make sure you go to the bathroom and just make sure you pee after you have sex. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. So she goes in the bathroom with the presumption of cleaning up and she takes the condom and starts like pouring it into her, her vag, pouring the con- trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 we didn't follow that on our script. We, we didn't. <laughs> Well, now that we got your attention. Um. <laughs> okay. So she's trying to like baby up with Drake, right? And Drake's like not having it, right? He's like, 
hot sauce from a soldier's. So she's pouring this hot sauce jizz mixture into herself and just like she said it felt like she was pouring fire into her vagina. Well, that's when you stop. That's when you should stop pouring anything. First of all, that's first you should be the one getting sued. Honestly, what the fuck? There's clear reason why he wore condom. That's as bad as like poking a hole in that bitch or something like that. Or like when guys um, do, what is that new trend called that guys do where they like take the condom off in the middle of sex, but don't tell the girl that they're doing it. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but that's the same shit. That's a, that's a fucking violation. So, you know, she was trying to get that fucking Drake money. That's what she was doing about. That's what she was going about. So you got the story. There's more details. Um, no, that is uh, the gist of it. It just really goes That's the into... gist. The gist, gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's wrong with me? <laughs> but uh, it says all those things. But it she goes into detail of... Um, how long and thick he is. Oh yeah. Yeah. She definitely um, described his, uh, his genitalia in inches and girth. Right. Yes. And, and all those things, the booby trapped condom fished it out. uh, And he admitted that he poured a packet of hot sauce in there to kill the sperm. Hells yeah, Um, he did. Hells yeah, he did. But being scandalous and she, she got burned literally. Yeah. Like also spermicides exist. Um, and I believe most condoms have them. So like I don't know if you have to put hot sauce in there. Like details. Uh seven what did what did she say about his uh penis? penal are we gonna get sued seven listen i'm reading your article other, listen, this is, this is a M- red M- article M- the views of others mto.com is uh the article that we're reading talk and, to them about it don't talk um, to us about it we- <laughs> and, and things here we didn't write this stuff people we did not um, we are just we are just reporting uh on some truth. news uh they did uh just to okay we are the cannabis closet um they smoked <laughs> for a bit and he asked if he wanted to have sex she yeah, said yeah very intent on ensuring things were consensual they started with a bit of foreplay and then <laughs> I wish she had gotten into detail about that. I wanted about oh, it does. <laughs> you want me to send you this article? Um, the foreplay, she just said they just did a little foreplay, right? She didn't go into <laughs> details about the foreplay. I don't there think a sentence right here about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and read it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he said he rubbed and sucked her titties for a bit. Oh yeah, and that's right. Then he went to the bathroom and came out with a condom on. That's she said he is about seven inches thick and cut. Seven inches just like total. I mean, they're word for word in it. Yeah, yeah. What she wrote whenever she <laughs> he mostly hit it from the back and eventually. <laughs> Like, talk about um, his stroke game. What is going on, lady? You are yeah, not. No, none of that. They, she does not go into that. 
Um, she does not deserve Drake experience. Um, got him for 20 minutes. Listen, <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I will never sleep with Drake, but if I ever were to sleep with Drake, let me tell you something, ladies. I will tell you exactly what it was like. <laughs> I will give you the intimate details. I will not skimp on any of those things. And apparently and she probably why I won't sleep with her Drake. Burned, of her burned potty cat is what <laughs> this article oh. said. So um I feel like she might have deserved it. Going viral. Yeah. Like again, instant karma there, darling. You, you know, doing something that he is exactly trying not to do. Like, we are talking about Drake trying not to be a, a daddy. He's trying not to be a daddy with a, um, just some rando model that he was with. So he poured hot sauce in his jizz juice. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot resist. It is not my fault. I was born um, this way. I just <laughs> that is not the topic of today's show. This is just our, um, we are still bantering about what the heck has happened uh, in this first week of the new year. They were smoking um, weed. That's why it was relevant. It's really... No, we are, re- we are just reading up on social cannabis <laughs> aspects. <laughs> it was my favorite like, um, I want to do, <laughs> I want to try to bring like a, like a, a shock, a shock, <laughs> shock it all. Are we like shock and awe to the banter a little bit? And I saw <laughs> that and I was like, immediately, I was like, we have got to talk about this. <laughs> so, so I don't know if there's any dudes in here right now, but, um, would you like there? I feel like there's, listen, <clears throat> there's better ways to do that for drake or people like drake they actually i mean hot sauce is cheaper i'll give you that (laughs) but they do sell spermicides and drake is a million bazillionaire or whatever and so he could afford that um little caveat plus i think most condoms come with spermicide um and also don't pour um condom juice into your don't do it <laughs> so that's 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 filthy <laughs> it's just no just don't just that's filthy on so many levels not just like on a like yeah not just on a like a physical level of filth first of all physically that's filthy the first thing i'm doing if there's anything touch we got to rinse this shit off immediately. Like we got to somebody get it off of me. I'm not trying to put extras. No, we don't that we're done. Are we done? Okay. Then we got to get it off. We're not in the bathroom anyways. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But from that, from that, from, because that's dirty, that's filthy. I'm not judging you, whatever your kink is fine, but it's also like dirty on like a, like an ethical, like a human being level, like it's, that's dirty. You know what I'm saying? You don't, (sighs) I mean, I know she was doing it for money. Of course, you know, she wants that Drake money. She wants that Drake baby money, whatever. I don't think that, I mean, I know girls are doing that in, in, in ways, you know, there are women out there manipulative, you know, manipulating uh, the situation, but it's just, 
bad karma, ladies. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, Your kid's going to hate you. Not. It's not. It's going to be a bad relationship. It's Don't just like a child as a pawn in yeah, or ever. Like it doesn't even matter if your baby daddy is a bazillionaire. Okay. Like don't use your kid. Like these are kids. They didn't <laughs> ask to be here. So we got to like raise them up right and everything. Oh, yes. Hey, to just switch gears completely and totally though, that video I sent you the other day, did you get to watch it? The PLP? No, the one I sent, I sent in our group message, a video from this guy who says, um, and it's a guy I follow on TikTok. He says, um, you know, that he's raising his daughter on purpose. Have you seen? Oh, yes, I did watch that. Um, that was, uh, the person's name was David Patrick and we're not, I'm not going to say mention what I text you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, why do you remember that? Don't, we don't have to talk about that. But no, but his message was uh, really, um, you know, if you're that girl that's always been told that you're too loud or too aggressive or um, that you should be quiet and know your place, like the, like he, he talked about that, you know, he talked about having to raise a girl in a society who, who makes girls believe that that's the, really the reality when, in, when in reality that men don't get told that at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Can we share and, that? Uh, <coughs> can we share that again? on our Facebook page? I haven't, but I do have the video saved. It's a it's a longer video, so that's why I haven't shared it on our Instagram <laughs> or um or or our Facebook. But um, I can I can share it on our Facebook for sure. Um, but it was just like a really interesting message that he's like, I'm raising a daughter on purpose. I'm letting her know that she can take up space. Like I'm, 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 you know, obviously not at all close to his words, but but he's basically letting his daughter know she, she can have a voice and she can take up space. And it was like this really beautiful message. I sent it to a few women I know just uh, via text, just because I know that like most of the women that I interact with are not good girls, what he described as good girls, which are the girls who are quiet and don't have an opinion and, you know, know their place and right. And, and so sorry for those that aren't watching. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> air quoting over here, but so, so, um, it was, it was like, you know, I was just sending this message to, um, some of the females that I interact with on a daily basis um, but also like this could go out really to a majority of the women that I know that, um, thank you for not knowing your place and thank you for taking up space because like, that's really important. And we've got to show like the younger generation that it's okay to use your voice and to have a voice and that all that other, sh- that all that other is bullshit. Like yeah. you deserve a space, you deserve space just as much as the next. I started, um, really using my voice more in the airport after realizing that I was sometimes shrinking when I was going through the airport. If there was like a man or like in front of me or whatever, or somebody, you know, taking up more space than me, usually a male. And then I would just like step back for a moment until I got a space to take my small ass around and like get through or whatever. But instead of doing that, um, I had heard something about how um, 
you know, women tend to try not to take up as much space or like, and I, I, you know, it was like, you're, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have space in this world. And so I started using my voice more as like, excuse me, like get out of my way, like move over, like don't take up the Mm -hmm. whole, first of all, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, don't take up the whole walking thing. Listen, right. If you're not walking. Okay, it's in the instructions before you it's even on get the, on the yes, machine. Before you even get on the dang tram or day. Okay. So <laughs> anyways. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it resonated with me too. I mean, I did grow up the quiet, shy, um, you know, wallflowers until I did find my voice. I was a cheerleader. Um, I also was, you know, became a you know, was in drama and it it, it was a whole different aspect of um, and then even just how much it has launched me, uh, you know, into, you know, adulthood of, uh, you know, I, I you know, have a, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't find my voice until and I was like, oh, wait, nope, there was this other time when and I keep backing up to um, the times when I realize that I can, I'm allowed to use my voice, I'm allowed to say what I need to say. Yeah, you know, I revert back a few, you know, of course we do, you know, because we are told that, uh, you know, you, it's good girls are quiet and this and that mm-hmm. and it's and uh and that's how I was perceived all growing up I was the you know the angel youngest you know child and you know when I started using my voice and becoming you know and now and the black sheep and the you know one that has chosen the path to the left um it's it's a whole new they're surprised world. they're like what happened like, we don't know you I'm like um, oh, no, it's just that I, you know I'm not I'm not you know I have the opposite experience where um, I didn't know how to use my voice, but I definitely used it. And I was definitely not, I was, I was a good kid, but I was like, definitely not like the quiet girl. You know, if I, Mm -hmm. if I had something to say, I said it. Um, I remember times when I didn't say it. And those are the times that I struggle with the most because I don't want anybody to think that I wouldn't, wouldn't say it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the projection of who I am to you all, the audience to people is this strong and very independent person who says what she needs to say and doesn't shrink from definitely not a man like, you know, and that's not always true of me. And so those are the times where I like really have to work, on myself on on like loving myself in those times too you know what I'm saying yeah because because those are the times that I oh why didn't you say and I just kind of beat up on myself so yeah Uh, yeah but don't be a good girl is what we're saying like if you don't want to be a good girl you don't have to be use your voice say what you You, gotta say you want to be yeah live unapologetically um everybody uh within reason <laughs> within reason i mean or don't be an or, asshole or without what reason, I'm trying actually. To there. not within you know, don't be an asshole Li- yeah live on yeah, a you know be you a know, good human don't, don't hurt people you know but understand the consequences of your actions and remember that we're adults here and so yeah. if you do it just know that there's consequences if you are going to pour jizzy sauce into your <laughs> canal there could be there could be (laughs) there could be repercussions of that also could you imagine the legal uh listen 
the fight that that would have ensued, there's no way she wouldn't have gotten anything for that because that's like entrapment or something. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's exactly. It's like uh, it's, it's a dumb plan. You can't do that. You can't do it. Don't do it. Um, do it. Don, what's up? Sorry, <laughs> popped in here a minute ago. Um, we're getting ready to start uh, in on our actual topic of the day of yeah. our um, happy twenty-two new regulations. New regulations in 2022. Why don't we all take a big ass puff? Because um, we're about to delve into into it. Into the food stuff. Um, We touched on this uh, at the end of the year. You know, right before I, as we were um, kind of ending, we mentioned new things that are happening around um, around the nation, around the state. So I think we have a few outside state updates, and then we are going to jump into Colorado. Yeah. Because Colorado's got some crazy ones. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do uh, – we're just a little off. Um, do you, I'm just asking you in the middle of the show because I don't know when else to ask you, but would you like to run those ads after we talk about the states and before we talk about Colorado? I feel like, yeah, we should do okay, it afterwards. Cool. And uh, and we, we didn't – you know, I don't know if there was a, you know – Anything making you mad today, but we can, you know, maybe nah. hear it again. Well, probably, there by was. The time, probably by the time we're done with what our topic, you're yeah, gonna I'll be upset. <laughs> It'll just I'll be in a full on rant. This is what real life is like. Um, we had we had two extra weeks to plan. <laughs> so we're a little but hey, listen, we got show notes and we know what we were talking about today yeah, before today happened. Alarms. We're not it's missing. Just, we're not, we're good. Um, okay, so uh, Florida newly enacted rules uh, permit the sales of cannabis-infused edibles. Uh, state regulators have enacted uh, emergency rules, which were set in place previously. They've enacted those rules that, for the first time, oversees uh, that first first time oversee the production and retail sale of cannabis-infused edible products to qualified patients. The rules enacted <clears throat> last Wednesday take effect immediately. I'm sorry. They in, j- just enacted these rules. So we're going to see how this plays out and whether or not they're going to be permanent rules. Um, <clears throat> they enacted these rules on Wednesday. They take effect immediately. Infused products produced in accordance with the new rules cannot be designed or marketed to n- in any manner uh, for children. So they can't be in the shape of like gummy bears or anything like that. Have to be really um, in indiscriminate shapes, like little gumballs or pucks, <clears throat> um, and must not resemble any commercially available products either. So they can't look like any other candy. There's a whole thing in Colorado when we first started, like in the beginning, um, where there were a couple products that had to like switch up their marketing because of that particular rule right there. Um, so you know. That's a common rule with edibles, just generally speaking, in every state. Um, the people who, uh, the, I'm sorry, the companies who wish to produce the edibles have to obtain a uh, MMTC edibles food establishment permit. The MMTC is a medical marijuana treatment center is what they call their spots out in Florida. Um, and so they'll have to get a food establishment license basically to create edibles. Uh, from the state, which is going to cost them more money. So expect that to come back onto the consumer. And nearly 400,000 Floridians are registered with the state 
to access medical cannabis under the law, which uh, voters passed in 2016. So um, <clears throat> look for edibles in Florida. That hasn't been a thing ever. So it's pretty exciting, I'm sure. Uh, but also make your edibles at home <clears throat> because it's going to be cheaper. Trust me on that. I still don't think they, uh, they still can't grow, right? They still can't grow their own and can they? They still can't grow their own, um, to they my can knowledge, the flower but they could, from the they could buy the flower from the, uh, you know, they could buy stuff from the dispensary um, or oils too. They could buy oils from the dispensary too, right. to make their edibles. Right. So that could be, that could be a workable solution. Those edibles are going to cost y'all, but Hey, you're getting them. And that's a step in the right direction. Uh, in Washington, a uh, new rule expands the pool of those eligible for marijuana business licenses. Uh, so this new rule took effect uh, actually last year before the new year, uh, and it expanded the pool of applicants eligible to receive license licensure uh, to participate in the state's legal marijuana program. Uh, under the new policy, those with either a felony felony criminal record or multiple misdemeanors are no longer ineligible for consideration to get a license. So they can still get a license. Oh, I'm getting these stories from normal, by the way, N-O-R-M-L <clears throat> to throw credit. So they can, um, if, if somebody has a felony uh, criminal record or they have several misdemeanors that used to prevent uh, people in the state from being able to run a business in the state, and now that rule, this rule is changing it. Um, house Bill 1443 is the approved House Bill. Um, it's prioritizing efforts to strengthen social equity within the state's legal marijuana industry. Um, <clears throat> as we know, the war on drugs affected most communities of color. And so a lot of people um, in those communities may have a past felony from a low-level cannabis crime or drug crime in general, a nonviolent drug crime. And those individuals have in the past been unable to participate. We know that um, black and brown men are in, uh, disproportionately arrested in, in just about every crime and jailed um, over white men. Uh, generally speaking, and that same that same statistic stands between uh, women, uh, black and brown women and, and white women as well. Um, so <clears throat> this law passing in Washington is going to open the door for more individuals who have a felony that they ha have not been able to get expunged or from a you know past history. That's pretty good. Pretty good uh, news. I'm going to skip this one. This one's Colorado. So. We're just going to skip over it. I'm going to drink some water. Everybody hydrate. <laughs> hear me over here. I have like a sneeze sitting on my nose, like for the past, like 10 minutes. I muted myself thinking I was going to sneeze and I haven't. It's just this like, happening. Ah. all right. Um, <clears throat> going straight into Oregon. Uh, new rules increase the amount of cannabis adults can purchase per transaction. Uh, adults can now purchase up to two ounces of cannabis flour from licensed retailers under the amended rules by the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission. The rules updated, which increases the quantity of uh, flour a, a consumer can purchase from one ounce to two ounces. Is this under there? Just an adult, as an adult adult use. This is their adult use program. 
This took effect on January 1st. Uh, last year, they enacted legislation, uh, Senate Bill 408, increasing the allowable amount of cannabis flower that can be possessed by adults in public, which is, uh, which is up to two ounces. The state allows those 21 and older to legally possess even greater quantities within the privacy of their own home. So if they live in the state and they can grow their own, they can have even higher quantities. Um, other rules issued by state regulators uh, permit expanded routes for certain delivery services and increase the THC content permitted in adult use products. The latter changes will not take effect until April 1st. So we'll just do another rule review when that happens, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> but that's, uh, that's excellent news. Good job, Oregon. Love to hear that. Uh, <clears throat> Montana licensed retailers can be de- begin providing marijuana products to adults on January 1st. Voters passed a pair of initiatives legalizing adult use market in November of 2020. Um, but they didn't have any provisions for regulated market. And so um, these regulations um, are going to are, have taken effect as of January 1st. Uh, <clears throat> Pennsylvania, starting January 1st, certain employers in the city of Philadelphia will no longer be able to test applicants for marijuana. So this is going to be not federal employers, but state employers um, and just general like employers in the state who aren't like uh federal um you know like federal organizations is what i was looking for uh so as a condition of so as a condition of employment they won't be able to test any longer also if your job is a safety job then that this doesn't apply to you Uh, Employees in certain safety-sensitive positions, such as police officers and those who supervise children or medical patients, will be exempt from the policy, as will those employees who are mandated to be drug-tested under federal guidelines. So, again, it would be like a federal organization. Uh, The citywide ordinance is similar to those recently adopted in several other communities, including Atlanta, Baltimore, and Kansas City. It's interesting... um, because Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri? <laughs> it didn't specify. Uh, I mean, let me click. Let's see if it says anything. What I was going to say is, though, it's not legal in Atlanta, yet they have this as a policy. Uh, it is legal in Maryland medically. Uh, it is Missouri that they're talking about. <clears throat> okay. So just to clear that up, it is legal in Missouri as well, but it's not legal in Atlanta. And so that's an interesting, interesting that they've uh, adopted that. Uh, It's limiting employers ability to conduct suspicion, less drug tests. So if there's no reason to conduct a drug test, you can't just do randoms, basically. Um, just if there's like, uh, if there's no evidence to support the claim that those who consume cannabis in privacy of their own home away from the job pose a unique, uh, workforce safety threat or risk. So that's what they're saying. That's, that's, that's the policy they're standing behind. Uh, in Louisiana, beginning January 1st, qualified patients for the first time may be able to purchase herbal formulations of cannabis from licensed dispensaries. Man, Louisiana, y'all are special. Uh, this past June, lawmakers repealed the state's longstanding ban on herbal products. 
under the new law, medical cannabis patients will be able to purchase mm-hmm. up to two and a half ounces of medical cannabis flour from licensed providers. Herbal formulations of cannabis. Baby, I love it. I just can't even tell you how much I do. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy. Um, California healthcare facilities in 2022 must permit end of life patients the ability to consume certain cannabis products under Ryan's law, which was signed in September. It provides for terminally, terminally ill patients to use medical cannabis within a healthcare facility. The proposal, um, prohibits patients from either inhaling or vaping herbal cannabis products and restricts the use of any forms of cannabis in emergency rooms. So it would be like edibles or oils, basically topicals, uh, transdermals, but no inhaled products. And uh, I have something else for California too. Let me pull that up and see if I can find that while I look at this other thing. Um, And then um, Arkansas state lawmakers passed a pair of bills in 2021 to expand patients' access to medical cannabis products. Senate Bill 654 permits non-resident patients to legally access medical cannabis in Arkansas for a period of up to 90 days. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that Arkansas has just regulated or put into their regulations reciprocity. So that means if you have a medical card from another state, then you can go to Arkansas and take advantage of their medical program. That means that you don't have to travel to another state and illegally take your medicine. That means that you will have access to medicine. Now you will have to like read up on their rules. Some States require you to let them know that you're coming or something like that, like in advance. The registration Hawaii does that where you have to uh, like pre-apply. So it's 30 days in advance. Right. So you'll have to take a look at that. But if you are traveling um, to Arkansas, I don't know why you would. No offense, Arkansas. I love y'all. Just (laughs) we used to, when I was a kid, we used to go to, um, what is it called? Oh, ah, shit. It, it, I don't know. On our way from Oklahoma to Florida, we Little Rock. Little, it was uh, the springs, the hot. That I don't know. Is it? Oh, I don't know where hot springs are out there. Is there hot springs Where's out there? Hot spring? I don't. Mm, I would maybe maybe our maybe when we go on the road, we should do a tour of all the hot springs. <laughs> Hey, I mean, there are whole books written about this. Uh, It's not a bad idea. Who's funding it? I know. That's what I want to know. Yeah, we can, again, we can do a summer tour. We can hook the scamp up. I'm going to (laughs) have. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Listen to us making plans. Springs. Thank you, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Springs. Um, Oh, yeah. She's in Oklahoma. She. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, grew up in Broken Arrow, and we would uh, hit Eureka on our way down to Florida. Nice. So, and it was it was a good time, you know, as a as a kid. So, as I don't a know. kid, of course. I mean, it would be a good time as an adult too. I would say. It's just you know, springs. Yeah, right. like dipped candles or something like a some kind of. That's what I remember. <laughs> she said, "I love that place." Shout out Eureka Springs. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so, uh, and then, so, so yeah, you can get a medical cannabis license in Arkansas for up to 90 days, um, while visiting, which most people are not visiting for more than a few days. So just a 90 days is pretty, pretty, um, um, generous. If you're going to set a limit, some States don't set a limit. They said, come use our medical program, but 
Um, if you're going to set a limit, that's a pretty generous one. Uh, also, Senate Bill 703 amends, this is also in Arkansas, amends the Telemedicine Act to allow telehealth, this is going to make you mad, sorry, <laughs> to allow telehealth certifications for patients seeking medical marijuana access. Uh, both laws took effect on January 1st. Uh, Colorado, what are you doing? Good job. Good job. Good job, uh, Arkansas. Good job, Arkansas. That's great because, you know, uh, we had we had implemented in Colorado, we had implemented telehealth uh, for COVID reasons. And then recently, even though some some places are re. Oh, 420 on the West Coast, 420 on the West Coast. 420 on a okay where's my joint check check see um i have lunch bowl um my notes we have show notes see these this is our one of our our steps to greatness is having our show notes look um, i'm almost done with this with and the, the talking about this too so that was like perfect timing <laughs> we did that great um the thing the the thing uh california is also um allowing both in-state and out-of-state patients can receive medical marijuana card as long as they meet qualifying conditions of that of this of the state of California. So if you are qualified to use medical cannabis from your state, Colorado, and your qualification, your medical qualification meets the state qualifications in California, which I think are pretty vast. So you have a pretty good chance of getting in there. Uh, then you can use your medical card. And so it's, it wasn't like that before. And I know this because we traveled through California and I had to use their adult use program when we traveled through. And now I could use their medical program. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, and as it should be, as it should be for, you know, like, it's not like we. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Craziness. Craziness. Um, so. Let's bring you an ad. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking that. I was just thinking that. That's exactly where I was going to, we should put that ad. Um. Uh, so today's show is brought to you by CQLLC. Uh, CQLC is a cannabis consulting business run by uh, two beautiful women. You see us? This is us. It's, yeah. Oh, I did it. For the first time. I did. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Uh, so this uh, this show is brought to you by CQ LLC. Uh, CQ LLC is a cannabis consulting company run by women. Uh, we are... Uh, we are here to help you with your licensing needs. We're a hands-on company. That's what makes us different from other companies. Um, a lot of times with dispensary consulting, you don't necessarily get somebody that's in there and like showing you the ropes. Um, you get a little guidance here and there uh, verbally, but we're going to show up and, and be hands-on with that. Uh, also, CQLC was just recently approved for responsible vendor training in the state of Colorado. Responsible uh, vendor training is going to be a required course for delivery drivers and um, hospitality workers in the cannabis industry in the state. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be able to provide it online or in person. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty exciting. 
Um, our team collectively has over 25 years of experience in the cannabis industry. So we're going to be there to help you out. We've made some of the mistakes that y'all are making out there. Um, and we can help you correct them pretty quickly. Um, so that's what we bring to the table. Uh, as far as RVT, uh, it's not a requirement for everybody, uh, in the state that works in cannabis, but it is really very helpful to make sure that your team is, uh, up on all of the new laws, uh, knows how they're going to, uh, be enforced by the MED, the Marijuana Enforcement Division in Colorado. Uh, so it's really important to take this course or have individuals take this course. Additionally, the MED is going to use whether or not the people in your company have taken this course as a mitigating factor. If in fact you get any kind of like administrative violation or something like that. So it's pretty important to take the course, not to mention that a lot of times uh, employees just don't uh, get the updates for the rule reviews, don't know how the rules are implemented or how they're going to be enacted. Uh, and so you go through that training and we step-by-step step it. And then they're going to know at the end of the day, they'll take a little assessment to say, yeah, I know this. And then that's a little um, coverage for your company to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. You're all on the same page. Nobody's breaking the rules. So yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Pretty happy about it. Yeah. Woo. We're going to get that down to size. I promise you. No, that's great. I mean, that's what we're doing. And uh, just so you guys know, we're always looking for sponsorships. So if you know of a company that is looking to get their name out there and would like to sponsor our podcast, we would love to talk to them or companies that you think that we might match well with. Go ahead and uh, send us your ideas. We'd love to hear from you. So we're going to get into these Colorado laws because some of them are crazy talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> your turn. I know. Let me uh, hit this. Hit this thing again. I'm going to sm- um, smoke over here while you get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smoke over here too. <laughs> Let me start from uh, the top. So I'm um, kind of just rewinding things that uh, you know happened in 2021 leading into uh, things that are starting here 2022, um, things that took effect. So um <sighs> Oh, it gives a whole history. So we're going to start from the beginning. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it does give a whole history. I really love this article that you sent over. This is uh, from uh, newburnlaw.com. This was written July 12, 2021. Um, New Colorado marijuana law is effective 2021 uh, by Brian M. Newburn. And so it starts off with just the history of Colorado. you know, with the reputation of Colorado being progressive uh, in regard to marijuana laws, um, you know, uh, that's questionable these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is Colorado's legal framework has cultivated a booming billion dollar marijuana industry that presently makes up 2% of the state's budget. However, like all other states, Colorado did not begin with an accepting view of marijuana usage. Uh, Colorado was actually among the first states to criminalize it in 1917. Um, so that's fun. 
um, uh, in 1944. Before, before <laughs> Henry Anslinger. That is interesting mm-hmm. history there. Um, but uh, they didn't last long. So in 1975, Colorado also became one of the first states to decriminalize it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't too long. Um, a couple of decades later, in 2000, of course, Colorado voters passed Amendment 20, which amended Colorado's constitution to allow for the use of medicinal uh, cannabis in the state for approved patients for the medical co- with medical consent. Um, in 2012, along with Washington, of course, came to the first state to legalize the recreational use. Um, with the passage of Amendment 64 um, and other voter ballot measures. So here's where we talk about being a voter, getting your voice heard, being present. Um, some of the things that we're getting ready to talk about, regulations, they have been made in regard to what they're saying is, you know, looking at a certain age range and yes, you know, educate, but it's really, I don't know. Okay, we'll get to that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Back here. Um, Back to here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, state licensed retail sales commenced in 2014, creating the industry that is readily recognizable in Colorado today. Um, currently, residents and vis- visitors age 21 and older can possess up to one ounce of cannabis and residents can grow up to 12 plants at home for personal use. Um, they upped that to it, and it goes into this in a minute, but uh Paulus did up the adult use purchase amount to two ounces in May of 21. So, um, so the new law is effective in 2021. So here we are caught up today to that we have this medical and um, adult use market. What's the difference? Taxes and regulations. Lots of taxes. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we, we still have people are like, oh, people still do medical. I'm like, yes, we still do medical. Of course, um, of course we do. But it is harder. There are, they're making um, more hoops for the facilities, the processing facilities to jump through. Uh, the uh, capability of products to be sold is being limited and regulated in different ways. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about tracking of, um, you know, tracking of purchase limits and whatnot. Um, that, That's uh, crazy. Uh, but they're not uh, tracking adult use, right? But, you know, no, of course the, not. No, it's the difference. So, and so, and then it it, it kind they're of they're just forcing in. people into the adult use. But I will say that with that new tracking situation, that dispensaries that have both and know that a medical patient has reached their limit will not let them shop on their rec side, right? Most dispensaries. Well, that's what I've been hearing from most dispensaries. I think it's a it's going to be a technical and you know system thing. Is that they're going to have that information available anyway, that person's name. But again, if adult use isn't tracking, then why? What does it matter? So then I just don't. Then I go to a different adult use. Store no, 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 it's, it's just it's it's just no. It's forcing. It's money. It's about money. It's forcing it's the money. money. Listen, if if uh, I don't, I'm I'm devil's advocate here i don't if we ha- i don't think first of all i our limit is decent okay we have a decent limit it's two ounces it should probably be more generally speaking there are people who use their cannabis to uh create edibles and things like that and oils for themselves you're making rick simpson oil you definitely need like at least uh, like eight to ten ounces um so you know 
Having said that, a lot of states have implemented this communication within their um, within their system so that they they could keep track of the medical patients uh, daily limits. So you can't do that. You can't store jump. Colorado's just never had that. So it's like a little bit of a doozy for us to be like, oh, shit, they're going to be like, you can't go to that other store and buy two more ounces. <clears throat> most of us don't do that. And so, and this is a, I, I haven't, uh, you know, talked in the sense of the technology, but we want to do a show about this and, uh, yeah. you know, what are the tracking systems? So they are required to have these different systems, you know, seed to sale tracking systems for so, medical. Yeah, Colorado's made it difficult because not everybody's required to be on the same seed to sale system. Right. But, but there is a metric system that all goes back to the state. So that. all systems, all systems have to play friendly with uh, the state system. So, um, and so again, so we're, the butt tender's we, job just got harder for sure. You know, it, it's like, say, you know, again, they have to be very wary of um, IDs and fraud and it's not uh, even that they have to report every sale immediately. Right. So, um, so like their job, they, they just like, they, would they check me out? Right. They, it gets they do more everything. Fun. It's and more instead fun. of waiting till the end of the day to like, yeah. It gets more fun because um, some of the new certification uh, uh, regulations that are coming, you know, on the, on the provider oh. side or on oh, the practitioner yeah. side for them. Um, again, it, it's, it's, it's trying to squash our medical system. Um, we've got to you know, stay strong in this medical spirit and really uh, yeah. it, it's daunting, but it, here's the thing. It's we either continue to let them squash us out and push us to adult use, or we start talking about the conversation of, okay, well, let's meet in the middle. I don't want to walk into an adult use facility and have to pay adult use prices. I want to be able yeah, to yeah, let me show my medical raise, raise my raise my adult use limits then. You know, I need more I need edibles more than 100 milligrams. Yeah, yeah, let okay. me show like when you go into um like if you go to Vegas, they have reciprocity. You show your medical card and you have access to their medical pricing and their medical program, right? Right. And so then like we that. merge our systems. It's in our constitution. Mm -hmm. We have this right to it. We, you know, need to uh, step up back up as patients and uh, make this happen again. You know, set it up there. Voter, you know, vote, and, and we've watched it get squashed in other states where voters, uh, you know, put something on a ballot measure and got it passed and, and the states, you know, squashed it. So... Let's stand up strong again and then prove that we really want it um, not to die. People need it every day. You know, this isn't just about the tourists and the, you know, Texans that come in, you know, for their second homes uh, and, and don't care about the you know, extra taxes they get to pay. You know, they got the money. So, um, yeah, I think that if you're out of state, it should be a different uh, You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't, um, be charging your in-state folks this. So we're gonna crazy have, we're gonna have the links and uh, you know things of uh, sessions and and things to pay attention to this year. We're gonna try. Uh, we want to be present in those rooms. That's one of our goals uh, this year is to um, 
see got lots of goals this year. We've got lots of goals and we're going to start checking them off, but um, we are, we, we want to, you know, be present um, as much as we're telling you guys to be present and we're going to supply you with that information. So um, the, uh, we did talk about the, okay. So new 2021, uh, the social equity program, um, you know, that did go into effect where, um, you know, making eligible licenses, uh, you know, for, um, what they're saying, you know, you, you have to be attached to an already existing facility and get like a, like a co-license. <laughs> I don't know. This makes um, me uncomfortable. This law makes me uncomfortable, but like, let's talk about it though for a second. It is, uh, yeah. So, uh, it, it, um, a, 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 a licensee that's eligible for a social equity license has to have been a resident in the area for 15 years in uh, an area that is designated as an opportunity or disproportionately impacted, according to the MED, between 1980 and 2010. The applicant or an immediate family member was arrested for or convicted for cannabis offense or their household income does not exceed 50% of the median income for the household, which uh, Colorado Department of Revenue uh, determines each year. So those are the requirements, but also they're attached, right, to uh, another license holder. It's like... Um, Let's just start with residency for 15 years mm-hmm. in an area designated as opportunity or disproportionately impacted. Are you serious? Well, like, they're out there gentrifying all these neighborhoods and kicking people out. So let's say Colorado is big. <laughs> and you know what? That It's about. Yeah, like think about this too. Like, okay, also, like, I didn't think about that as, as a thing, but think about this too. Uh, People who are, I mean, I guess they would meet that, maybe that last requirement of 50% of the state meeting income. They don't have to meet all these requirements. It says like an either or, but like, let's think about somebody living um, in a, in a space for 15 years while their rent goes up and their wages stay stagnant. Do they, how a lot of people get evicted in those situations and then they're just like moving from place to place wherever they can get in, you know? So yeah, that, that could be, but it does say, or, so there's that. Right. If you can demonstrate these things. So yes, it's it, but uh, again, why it's limiting though, those are very stringent 1980 to 2010. Um, I guess that's when the, the war on drugs right. is, is considered the time frame of the war on drugs. I would say. Oh. <laughs> till now. Till now. <laughs> I guess 2010 because we legalized in 2012. So hooray us. I don't know. I don't know why 2010 specifically, but it seems like a drug war. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> But the, the, the problem is, is that they're not just offering licenses to people under a social equity program on their own. They have to be attached like a, a, a like an apprenticeship program or some bullshit like that. Right. It's it's <clears throat> so it's, I don't know. There's, I feel like that's problematic. 
Um, they're saying it's to you know, to pair them with existing cannabis businesses to learn the tools of the trade. Oh, which they were arrested for the tools of the know, trade. What are you talking about? They can teach these people the tools. You got a slap in the face, and you know, business. You know. Yes. Our most talented people are still sitting in jail right now. What are you talking about teaching the tools of the trade? That's really irritating. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. So it's like I'm a white dude and I know everything, so I'm going to teach you how to do this business thing. Um, I just because I went to jail because I was doing the business thing too well. Like, come on, yeah. A lot of a lot of our best salespeople, growers. I mean, it's again, it's what the 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 industry has been born off of uh, patients and and those you know. Yeah. Legal market. Um. Okay. So. There's additional provisions uh, advancing social equity goals here. Um, It gives the the law gives the governor the power to grant pardons to those Mm -hmm. convicted of possessing up to one ounce of cannabis. which says Colorado Governor Jared Polis immediately acted on this bestowed power, pardoning more than 2,700 people in October of 2020. Um, the law modified the felony measure or felony requirement for licensure, mandating that a cannabis conviction cannot serve um, as the sole basis for license denial. Mm-hmm. I um, don't think any, not, especially a nonviolent conviction, should serve as a reason for denial. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Um, despite its social equitable aims, some have criticized the bill for coming too late as the cannabis marketplace has been established in Colorado for years, making the existing barriers to marketplace entry challenging for socially disadvantaged persons to overcome. I like this gentleman, Mr. Newburn Law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me let here, let me let you in after I've already built my si- my skyscraper. My skyscraper is built, but we're having a skyscraper building contest and you can join. <laughs> what? But you have to rely. Yeah, we're going to teach you out. And also, <laughs> you have to build yours in the shadow of mine. Yeah. But it also, they have to have 51% and it's like, but then you're, you know, that per- Let's see. Social equity licensee must hold at least at least a 51% ownership stake in the business uh, that the license is granted for. Okay. Next. <laughs> Moving on. Um, residency requirement. Before 2021, all managers, employees... Wait, wait hold on. Board. Sorry. Sorry. This one's a simple one. Um, <clears throat> can we just make sure that people who were disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs can just get a business, charge them 50% less... Then you charge your social equity license should be fifty percent less than you charge. I guess everybody else, oh, and they shouldn't well, come I, with I, these pro- provisions. And they shouldn't come with these provisions that you have to do it in the shadow of another company or with this other company. Like as if, as if I can't run a business because I went to jail. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking mm-hmm. from personal experience. I want to say that I don't want to sound like a poser or anything. But like, I'm just like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. Like, I know plenty of people who have spent time in jail and in prison who are business minded and can run a business, run circles 
around a lot of businessmen that didn't go to college like you went to college, you know, that got their degrees while they were behind bars and they taught themselves. And also they have street knowledge. So they just come to the table with that just general ability. And then you're going to, you're going to say, Oh, well, you know, you've been to jail and you've been, you've been impacted by this and you're low income. So you just must not know how to run a business since you don't run one because you, then you must not know how to make money since you don't have any. What? <laughs> that's what it sounds like, right? To me, that's what it sounds like. And I just, <clears throat> anyways, okay. That's, uh, that's, that I just wanted to say, okay. <clears throat> this residency requirement is very nice. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, quick. Uh, before 2021, all managers, employees of a medical or retail uh, business with a day-to-day operational control had to be a Colorado resident when they applied for licensure. Uh, House Bill 20-1080, which was passed in 2020, repealed that requirement. So you don't have to be a resident to do a job as long as you're not an owner, is basically what I said. It means that people who live in Aztec, which is 30 minutes from here, can come here and work and make money if they, get a, if they yeah. so desire. Get a license. <clears throat> um, delivery mm-hmm. services. So this does a CQLLC. This would be um, um, House Bill 19-1234, mm-hmm. passed in 2019, created marijuana delivery permits for licensed medical centers and licensed retail stores, allowing these businesses to deliver products directly to consumers. Uh, medical delivery was allowed in 2020, but recreational delivery was not allowed until the start of 2021. So that's starting this year. Mm-hmm. So the 22. We're in 22. I know. Last year was 21. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> that was Sorry. Hard. Um, <laughs> um, the act gives, act mm-hmm. gives the state ultimate rulemaking authority over the permit and delivery systems. However, municipalities chose whether to enact the actual delivery systems. Aurora and Denver are the only cities that have approved delivery <clears throat> programs. Aurora decided to implement its delivery program with focus on a social equity applicants. Only social equity applicants will be able to receive a delivery license for the first three years of the plan. And the application fees for the delivery license are mostly covered <clears throat> with a city grant. Deliveries are limited to one per day, cannot be more than one ounce or eight grams of uh, concentrate, and cannot be made to college campuses. Permits granted are valid for one year. Um, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> other than if you live outside of Aurora and Denver, you should talk to your uh, local uh, government about allowing delivery programs and starting up your own business. Yes. You should talk to your mm-hmm. uh, town, your council, your, your commission, um, your, your local municipality. Yeah, get your uh, local dispensaries on board. Start a movement, mm-hmm. uh, literally a movement. Of- start a riot. No, don't start a riot. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, do start a movement. Do start the conversation. Do get people involved and on board. Okay. Um, We're going to actually let us figure out how to do that too. 
<laughs> um, we um, will try in all of the things that we have going on to put together maybe some um, type of verbiage that we can send to our municipalities and say, hey, why don't we have delivery? Um, what do we need to do to get delivery in Durango? In Vail. Yeah. In okay. Um, okay, so the increased uh, possession allowance. So that was May 21st, 2021, uh, that Paulus signed the bill that uh, increases the legal amount of cannabis an adult can possess uh, from one to two ounces. Um, that- he was having a party and he was like, look, I need more than one ounce, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's when he also announced that he would prepare the additional pardons um, of four person convicted of possessing between one and two ounces. Um, the law also included a streamlined process for sealing the records of people convicted of possessing uh, between one and two ounces. Mm. Or so, at all. Um, yeah, previously those convicted had to file the petition with the court, which included notifying the DA office uh, that charged them in additional court hearings. Under mm-hmm. the new law, those seeking to seal the records must still file petition to court. However, courts are not automatically required to seal the conviction so long as all the criteria are met. Uh, the streamlined process only applies to citizens that have not been convicted of another crime since their release from probation or parole. Oh, come on. Ah, you know, they just always find a loophole. I just can't. I don't understand. Why do you need to, like, repunish them from an, for an old crime? Isn't probation, an, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, I don't, sorry. I just feel like if they're not a dangerous criminal, like, what are you doing? Most criminals are criminals because of their socioeconomic uh, situation anyway. Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's, <laughs> what are you doing? Just keeping poor people poor. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can make money on it, but you. Right. <laughs> what? Come on. Like, first of all, expunge all cannabis convictions. I don't give a shit how much they had. <laughs> like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing you can tell me. Like, literally Nothing for the children. No, come on. No. <laughs> Do you know how many drugs have harmed the children way more than cannabis that doctors gave us? Come on. We're not holding doctors accountable. We're not holding um, patients accountable for, for, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, not, not this way. No, I don't. I disagree. Disagree. Anyway. But I'm, thank you, thank you for the pardons. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the pardons. But thank also, it should just be just part. Come on, yeah. stop yeah. it. All right, baby steps. We gotta be great, right? Right, baby steps. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It says new med rules effective in 2021, uh, most simply being a codification of past practices. of these new rules that went into effect. Um, environmental measures, we kind of covered this on our little environmental issue, uh, what they're allowing for in terms of uh, waste and um, reuse of products, composting and such. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on that one. Uh, they're allowing for uh, recycling of package, uh, you know, um, 
you know, cannabis packages uh, purchased from different stores. They're allowing you to reuse the packaging if the packaging has been sanitized. So good luck. Nobody's sanitizing that. Heck. No one's sanitizing. You have to buy the little actual machines. It's like a red thing. What? No, but what is, listen, first of all, I don't think that most dispensaries are going to think it's cost. I don't know. Is it, is it cost effective to do this? But isn't there like, that's what I was thinking. Like, couldn't they just like, like put it, I don't know. There's gotta be something out there that makes it like easy to sanitize something real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I mean, you would think that, that yeah, something that something has been uh, invented. I know there are systems like that, but they're usually big and expensive and not cost right. effective. But right. I think that uh, well, you in the short say, term, but maybe in the long term, in this day and age of um, technology, couldn't there be? I mean, I do have this little uh, blue light. Uh, sanitizer thing where you can put your keys or your pens or whatever your mask into it is supposed to like sanitize it yeah, they should have been more specific about that because when i think sanitize i think that too but when they think sanitize i think they think that shit better be clean well and that's the you know i've i've talked to different um dispensary agents about that and it's like i wouldn't and when i worked at a facility too it's like a, you know when you bring something back in if there's something in that container and then i put our product into that container and then you come back to me and tell me something was wrong with that product i don't I'm know if it was clean that. or not because that wasn't clean that wasn't a clean uh and i, I so i think that that's been the the barrier there um but, uh, you know, when we're talking about having to, you have to have this child, uh, you know, sufficient packaging and X, Y, and Z, then they should so allow for, you know, uh, different uh, capabilities for reuse. Um, I think about that every time I use something. I'm like, how can this be reused or, re, you know, done, yeah, refilled or, you know, even cartridges? I'm like, how can we, can I, can I step into a facility and open up my lid and a <sighs> little machine pumps in there and then I pop it back, you know, like um, instead of uh, billions and billions of cartridges having to be remade and sold and dumped and uh, remade and resold, you know, like when we're talking about l- losing, um, you know, resources. Yeah. I figured out what I was mad about too, so we could definitely talk about that whenever you're ready. But um, Um, we're gonna yeah hit some of that too, like because I think it's gonna maybe it goes along with these next. It definitely does. Uh, So to go and drive up windows um, in response to the COVID nineteen pandemic, the Med decided to make walk up and drive up windows once thought to be a temporary measure a permanent option. Oh, but you can't. You still have to see your doctor in person as a medical patient. Yeah, um, they took that away from medical patients. I'm going to just start a walk-up. Yeah, I'm, we're going to sit in our car and you're going to drive by. <laughs> just like they did for the vaccines. Like, um, No, so, sorry, I joke. Um, a permanent what are you? I, I have to say legally, I have to say I joke. Um, okay, but I don't. <laughs> a permanent option for uh, cannabis businesses to encourage, to encourage social distancing. Um, cannabis businesses meant must apply for a permit to make such a window and they cannot display uh, cannabis in the windows. Also stores must have video surveillance system that enables recording of the patient's identity and a recording uh, an employee verifying the customer's identification. New cameras, but that's um, Denver in particular is now considering allowing permanent walk-up and drive-through windows. Yes. Um, Do it. I want to drive up and buy my 
Isn't, I mean, doesn't in Parachute, they have the drive through one where you can drive through it? It's a car wash. You drive, it was an old car wash and they... I don't, I don't know the answer to your question. I mean, I know it exists. I don't know why, what falls under, what regulation it falls under. But yes, um, one of the facilities was able to get their city to license a uh, car wash style drive through um, It's beautiful. Yes. And um, so... Because who wants to get, first of all... Who wants to get out of the car? Second of all, how many parents we got listening right now? You want to leave your kid in the car? Because you can't bring them into the lobby. You can't bring them in. Oh, what if you're a single parent? You can't. <laughs> you can't <laughs> never go buy your cannabis if you're a single parent. Until you get a single parent. I work with a single parent, too. Yeah, we got to, yeah, of course. Forget yeah, it. You're, you're Forget out. It. Yeah. Um, okay, so vaporizer products. Um this actually takes effect July 1st, 2022. Why I'm in the year. I'm here. Um, the Med also implemented new emission testing and storage requirements for vaporizer products. Effective July 1st, 2022, a cannabis products manufacturer that produces cannabis vaporizer devices must establish expiration dates for the products. The new rule mandates that potency and contamination must be used to determine the expiration date. I bet they're great. I bet drive throughs are amazing. Um, <laughs> listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm for testing if it's not ridiculous. And so. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm for, I, I'm for, I'm, I agree. As long as they're yeah. making it fair, uh, capable, it's for all products. I mean, uh, you know, whatever. It's a standardized whatnot. And as long, but it does go into um, this emission. So the, the Met also implemented new emissions testing standards for vaporizer products that become effective on January 1st, 2022. The rule requires that a license submit every uh, produced batch of regulated cannabis concentrate in a vaporized device to an accredited Colorado laboratory to be tested mm -hmm. for medical metal contamination via emissions testing. Heavy metals can contaminate crops in different ways during the cultivation and production processes. Um, it goes into talk about soil, water, for fertilizers, nutrients, machinery, equipment uh, to package uh, vaporizers um, contribute to contamination. Um, yeah, I'm not upset about uh, yeah. testing for safety. Yeah, mm -mm. testing is pivotal because heavy metal have been linked to various adverse health outcomes. Um, okay, but most of those, and I, I would say I would majority, if not all of those cases that we have seen are from off-market vaporizers. So y'all keep that in mind. Um, make sure your shit is tested. Yes. And so... And, and that the byproducts of your of your, of your your product is uh, American-made. I, you know, I'm not trying to be like, you know... But like the, it's important that the components of this product came from the United States where um, there are rules for making things that are going to be used for consumption. There's certain metals that they're allowed to use and there's certain um, like uh, coatings that they're allowed to use and like, you know, there's all of that. So um, not all countries have those standards and regulations for safety and health uh, when we talk about these types of components and that can cause chaos on our lungs and our, and everything. So, okay. Sorry. Apologies. 
no apologies. Um, <laughs> um, there's a couple of miscellaneous rules uh, that the Med set forth, uh, new procedures for licensees recall of cannabis. The new rule mandates that a licensee must have a written recall plan. Um, the Med overhauled its sampling procedures for testing, including adjusting the minimum number of sample increments to be collected depending on what product is being sampled. Um, you know what I would love for them to implement as a new rule? Anyways, I will I will tell you in a minute when I do my rant. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. So you I don't... already know what it is. I know it. <laughs> I know it backwards and forwards. I cannot forget this. Um, another rule that was adopted just reinstate uh, basically if the expired reinstating license that was expired for less than 30 days. So you got chances if you didn't file your license. Um, <laughs> is that for badges and licenses or just licenses? I wonder. It is the most one basic sentence. Finally, a rule was adopted to reinstate a license that was expired for yeah. less than 30 days. I think, medical license, 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 you know, working. I think on- it's a license to do business. And so Probably. if you lapse or you can't pay your fees for 30, they would probably make you shut down. Probably most likely. Just saying. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll let you just coast. Anyways. Uh, future laws. I mean, again, granted, this, I think, was written 2021. So um, this is the future we're talking about now. The future is now. <laughs> the future, the future is, is now. Um, this is uh, the SB21-111. Um that was signed by Paulus on March 21st, establishes new cannabis advancement program, which the Office of Economic Development and International Trade will oversee. Okay. Um, this is the new program uh, that will be supported with $4 million in loans, grants, and technical assistance for uh, the cannabis business applicants that qualify under the state social equity program. So this is what establishes that. Great that fund um, talks about the war on drugs negatively impacting the family uh, who's getting assistance under this program. Um, it's a repeat of that information earlier. Uh, and let's get down to the ugly, ugly uh, 1317 um, and, and how it's affecting uh, consumers, producers, patients, physicians, practitioners, um, and uh, confusing the hell out of everybody and scaring the shit out of everybody. Um, let's not, not in, let's not live in fear, people. Let's be educated about what uh, is going on. Um, directly, it affects the 18 to 20 year olds. Um, it does go into a lot about uh, they do establish some other um, uh, what do you call it. Uh, Regulation. And they're doing more assessments and, and recordings yeah. of things, which is uh, whether it's good or not. So um, we'll start from the top uh, with the House Bill 21-1317. Now, there are uh, people out here trying to litigate against this. So um, we're going to find out more about that, provide information as we find it. Um, I feel like it was started before it even got approved. So uh, mm-hmm. there was, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, like, it was. Oh, they were fight- they've been fighting it for a know, um, but it's kind of been this unanimous, uh, you know, no one spoke against it. Um, I think that as far as in the actual upper government, 
<laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, that's how I feel. Okay, let's just talk about what the what does it say? What is it? Uh, so us? we are regulating marijuana concentrates concerning the regulation of marijuana for safe consumption and connection therewith, making it an appropriation. The act requires the Colorado School of Public Health to do a systematic review of scientific research related to the possible physical and mental health effects of high potency THC cannabis and concentrates using only funding provided by the General Assembly. The act creates a scientific review council to review the report and make recommendations to the General Assembly. Based on the research and findings, the Colorado School of Public Health shall produce produce a public education campaign for general public to be approved by the council regarding the effect of high potency THC cannabis on the developing brain and mental health. Current law requires a doctor to conduct a full assessment of the patient's medical history when making a medical cannabis recommendation. Um, The act requires that assessment to include the patient's mental health history. There are a lot of doctors apparently out there that don't do this. I don't know because my practice does. So I was like, it's not, yeah. it's not done. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Um, anyway, the act requires, uh, if the recommending physician is not the patient's primary care physician, the act directs the recommending physician to review records of a diagnosing physician or licensed mental health provider. You have to provide records to us. Uh, anyone writing a recommendation that's not your primary care physician, which is really hard for medical patients. We don't always have a primary care. I don't have a primary care physician. I am a mm-hmm. pure through and through Gen Xer and I mm-hmm. don't go to the doctor unless something is serious. And before, you know, before the wording was a bona fide patient physician relationship. So we, you know, establish a relationship by you know, consultation, et cetera. Right. It's um, not fair. You shouldn't have to have a primary anyways. I'm moving forward. Yes. Uh, I guess they're like, well, if you have a medical condition, you should be seeing a doctor about it. But I'm like, not if I don't have any of the symptoms because I'm using cannabis to treat my symptoms. Yes, exactly. So this is a referral. You know, we we get a doctor's recommendation that you're utilizing cannabis in in forms of medicine. Um, And, and, um, you know, here's the thing, not all primary care, you know, physicians are a go with you using cannabis. Unfortunately, um, I had a patient said their, their PCP denied them their records when they were like, I need them for my, cannabis. Oh, come on, you cannot, you can't, you can't do that. That was like, that's, like that's a violation of HIPAA. You're oh my- allowed access to your records. Um, one and two, get, go, go to another doctor, but it's, easier said but it's, like it's easier said than done right because that's that's costly that could be costly if you're if you do actually have insurance um then what what if there's not like in your you live in a small town i live in a smallish town um what if there's not access to another primary uh you know f- that's within your your network or whatever if you don't have insurance that's a costly provider you know it's um well and also if you don't have health care you probably don't have a primary health care health provider. You probably don't. You probably don't. 
Um, so when a practitioner makes a medical cannabis authorization, the practitioner must certify that authorization to the um, Department of Public Health and Environment, the CDPAP. Um, they've added additional information. So the certification, the provider certification has evolved over uh, the years since they um um, you know, since we legalized medical cannabis, I've kind of watched it from the beginning. And um, what information was uh, required for a physician to recommend? Um, it's a recommendation, not a prescription. They are not allowed to give it, you know, what makes a prescription uh, is uh, dosage and uh, amount and directions of use. And this is a sticky situation because some physicians are going to stop being cannabis providers because that is now this is going from recommendation to prescribing an actual dose and use program, which they're not, which you know, which they're not supposed to do too. under their, but they're, you know, they're also saying that these words are now going to be interchangeable, kind of like um, medical cannabis and recreational cannabis. Yeah. What like, is the state of Colorado going to do to save the doctor's license? They're not. When, they're, they're not. That's the thing is that they're actually tracking these numbers now of this information. So, so if a doctor um, loses their license because they're doing this uh, by state law, what is what is Colorado going to do about that? So far, we don't know. You know, then the doctor has to take legal, uh, you know, take uh, basically take litigation against the state. You know, if they want to continue, they have to fight it. Um, that is costly. Um, there's not always an outcome that is conducive to the practitioner. No, um, they ain't doing it. So this is what they are required to include. Um, the date of issue and the effective date of the recommendation. Um, the patient's name and address. Uh, the recommending physician's name, address, and DEA uh, number, which, you know, again, all these things were available and on our, you know, it's all digital now. So, okay, whatever. Yeah. Here's where we get fun. The maximum THC potency level of medical cannabis being recommended. Is this just for children or is this for all across the board? It's for all of the medical patients? For all patients. Okay. That's what I thought. And I just wanted to clarify, but I, yeah, that's absolutely Okay. And then, you know, your provider is going to take care of this. So if your provider is doing everything right and they won't be able to do their certification online. So if they're doing it right and they're following the rules, they're going to do this. Well, you know, my practices or standing in line or getting in line, we're following the rules. Right. You know, we're not going to stop offering this because it's a hurdle for um, us. Uh, you know, it's just um, most practices, most doctors. I just like I just want to remind our audience that majority of doctors are not educated on cannab cannabis and cannabinoid medicine. And um, less than 4% of programs, medical programs, cover cannabis and cannabinoids in the endocannabinoid system. And most of that coverage is full of stigmatized, stigmatized information, um, misinformation. Um, yeah, so, so the, the fact that First of all, then require our medical programs in the state of Colorado to cover medical cannabis or, or cannabis in general in their in their in a, in a scientific way in their um, in their program or you or don't require this from them because that they don't most of them don't have the knowledge unless they go on their own to do that. And so 
you know, there's gonna be a lot of fallout. Uh, you know, we're gonna if we didn't already see a lot of patients that uh, you know in Exodus when adult use came into play. Um, we're gonna see a lot of doctors, uh, you know, falling off uh, immediately. Um, I would say that's true because, like, even with the vast knowledge of cannabis and cannabinoid um, science and medicine and the endocannabinoid system, I feel like it would be very difficult to recommend a percentage uh i don't know i this uh, this seems this seems anyway. yeah okay. um trust we've i've had the the conversations with our practitioners I, I actually got a message from one of them saying she has good news and to call her when i'm done so um so uh let's see they are also to uh note any recommended product it says the re- uh, recommended product if any not everybody uh, but cares, they, but they are required to write the daily authorized quantity that they can take or purchase. I'm not sure which. If the quantity exceeds the maximum statutory, statutorily allowed amount for the patient's age. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, directions of use. They're required to write directions of use for a recommended product that they may or may not know what's on the shelves. Okay, so they're supposed to work in conjunction with dispensaries that they're not allowed to have uh, singular relationships with. That's a conflict of interest and has always been a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. They're still calling it a conflict of interest, but they're like, go talk to your dispensary, see what they have on the shelf. So you can make proper recommendations and tell the patient which dispensary to go to to get the medicine. What are you talking about right now? You just told them they can't do that and they're doing it. Um, we are almost at our two hour mark. So I'm, I know we're not going to end at two hours today. I just want to let everybody know that, but I do want to like, you Thanks know, for hanging in. Um, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, this is just the practitioner part. We're not even talking about some of the regulations that aren't even listed here that actually affects the production of, um, some of the concentrate information that we're getting ready to get into. So, um, statutory, the statutorily allowed amounts, um, Right now, it remains at the two ounces for flour. Um, they put a limitation on milligram dosages for uh, products. They just listed under products, and then they have concentrates. So the products, I think, is, uh, covers your topicals, tinctures, um, edibles, um, milligram dose products, and then um, and then uh, concentrates. They get really heavily mm-hmm. into and direct it mainly at the eighteen to twenty year olds, uh, but they really are. Again, they're asking for these potency level restrictions. And, you know, again, my uh, direction to our practitioners is, listen, what I see on the shelves is, you know, is this, you know, when we're talking about percentages of flowers, I was like, you know, there, you can't max it out. There's not a. What are you talking? Yeah, I just, I don't. You're telling them, you know, so then a patient goes in with their piece of paper and they, the, the dispensary agent has to be like, oh, oh, you can have this product. Oh, I can't <laughs> sell you. I can't sell you this concentrate right here because this concentrate max is, is, is outside of your maximum. I can only sell you these concentrates right here because these concentrates are within. Like, what do you mean right now? Like, I just. Okay. And so. um so like this is 80% right here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pretty strong concentrate. And uh, this one is 73%, also relatively strong. 
But do you like, have, a, it, have, have do you have an idea like the highest percentage of uh, concentrate you've ever I seen mean, or noticed? I haven't seen one on my shelves, but they can be up in the nineties and ni- mid nineties, high nineties. That's what that's, you know, pure, that's like pure, pure, pure. And that's, that's like, I mean, it is strong, but like people who use concentrates, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how to explain it to y'all any, unless you, unless you use the medicine, but like, I know, I know my limit. And I, I mean, I, uh, you know, I say that and then, and then they're like limiting it for 18 to 20 year olds. I got issue with that too, because you're letting them go to war. You're letting, you know what I'm saying? Like you can let them carry a gun. But then also again, saying that there's these, you know, okay, we want uh, to understand, but how are they actually documenting it other than this? You know, are they actually doing scientific research to say and not relying he on... He says that they're going to, right? He says that they're going to do required to do some things. So we're going to get into that too, because it requires the coroner to take part in some of the... I know, no, I'm reading this thing right here. <laughs> and I'm just like, because I'm just reading it off of the off of the news story. You're reading it directly off of the bill, but I'm like coroners have to do a toxicology screen test for non-natural deaths of those under 25. And so that means that they even have any cannabis in their system. Cannabis is going to be a contributing factor to their death. And that's absolutely ridiculous and asinine. It's insane that it's even being documented in that sense. Um, or for this year, for what it's going to be like touted as. So um, my rant directly connects to that too because i just anyways okay um this act it prohibits uh physicians from charging additional fees for recommending um extended plant counts or uh increases of statutory uh, daily limits um and so let me yeah actually let me pull this up so that i can let our colorado viewers know exactly the limits Um, so it's two ounces per day of medical flowers allowed 20,000 milligrams per day of medical marijuana edibles. It doesn't even make room for any of the other (laughs) nice, um, eight grams per day of medical cannabis concentrate for patients 21 and up or two grams for patients 18 to 20. Um, it's additional paperwork that's a uh, you're required to carry if you are over these limits. Um, it is required, you know. So again, I, my uh, clinic we we take all these. We've always done these things, you know. Take a note, not necessarily the eight grams or the twenty thousand milligrams, but um, <sighs> they just. I mean, who do they talk to? I did to make these, and. To I mean, all of these laws just feel like an uh, an exploitation uh, of our medical patients. I feel like they feel it feels like a destruction of our medical program because all they're trying. I think all that they're trying to do with this because they're not putting these limitations on adult use. So I feel like all they're trying to do with this is push people like me to the adult use market instead of being able to purchase my, my concentrate on the medical market. Right. And having a, you know, again, asking, you know, and 
one of my you know practitioners their view is um they're going to follow whatever the rule is they're going to educate themselves about it they you know that's what they would do in the real sense of you know if uh you know whatever um absolutely no absolutely that's a that's a valid but we have high standards. My, you know, we, our practice has high standards to continue to provide the best service that we can to patients. So, um, and, and doing everything right, you know, crossing our T's and dotting our I's, you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass. We want to, you know, pout and stamp our feet, but, um, I am, I'm honest. I wasn't here for it. I wasn't in the room for any of this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was standing on my singular soapbox up here in the mountains. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you live in a smaller town too. I mean, I live in a small town that actually tries not to be a small town and is saying, I have, you know, it's the same kind of issue. Um, yeah. yeah um, it's just like, it's your, you're yelling into the air and nobody's listening. Yeah, but they don't care. Um, And so... Well, they'll care enough to complain about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, To the air. The Act directs the department to annually report on the number of physicians who made medical cannabis recommendations in the past year. It's always always been tracked. We've been tracking, they've been tracking how many patients they've been writing you. Mm -hmm. Um, How many recommendations each each, uh, physician made. And number of homebound patients ages 18 to 20 years old in the registry. So that's one of the caveats is that if um, a patient, uh, the 18 to 20 year olds now have to see two uh, recommending physicians Um, previously for the past, since it's been legal medically, they've only had to see one practitioner. Um, Then they are also required to see that practitioner, at least one practitioner uh, in a six month period. Uh, Um, to review and reevaluate the license, I guess, uh, or the recommendation. And so the homebound, if they are um, a homebound patient, then they do not have to see two physicians from different practices. Currently, you know, with this new regulation, you have to see two different practitioners. Again, creating a really hardship for some of the patients up in these rural mountain areas um, of Colorado. Um, the act imposes the following requirements on um, medical patients ages 18 to 20 years old. Uh, two physicians from different medical practices have to diagnose the patient as having a debilitating or disabling condition after an in-person consultation. Um, still required to be in person. The dog's going crazy back there. Um, One of the physicians must explain the possible risks and benefits of the medical use of uh, cannabis to the patient. One physician must provide the patient with written documentation specifying that the patient has been diagnosed with a debilitating or disabling medical condition, and the physician has concluded that the patient might benefit from medical use of cannabis. Uh, And the patient attends follow-up appointments every six months after, after the initial visit with one of the physicians unless the patient is homebound. Um... So this also is asking, okay, two different practices to talk to each other, not uncommon, but uncommon in, in our clinic world, you know, um, my clinic competition doesn't like me or my doctor and continually um, is a jerk about it. And so how, how am I supposed to work in conjunction with them when they're jerks to me? <laughs> right. You know, and, and, uh, but I have to tell, I, I mean, I tell our patients, you know, this is your option. 
go, you know, uh, go right, right. With and it. they, and they're going to have to do the same. Just kind of keep that in mind, I guess. Right. Instead of, uh, you know, um, so it's been, uh, so this is, uh, you know, again, the one other practitioner in my area that we would refer to um, has uh, decided to take a sabbatical while this all kind of plays out. She's going to, yeah. you know, she's looking at it as, um, mm-hmm. um, so the act requires the department to create a report from emergency room and hospital discharge data of patients who present with conditions or a diagnosis uh, that reflects cannabis use and provide that report at the department's annual state measure and transparent government act hearing. I don't um, like it. I don't like it. Uh, Listen, um, a lot of these new rules are going to mostly affect 18 to 20 year olds. They're going to not be able to um, get the eight grams, right? They, they can only get two grams. Um, they have to see two doctors uh, from different practices, which costs more money. This isn't affecting anybody under the age of 18 who has a guardian who's taking care of those things They're or still required to, and this is only for new 18 this, to year old patients. Um, yeah, but they have to uh, renew every year, right? They do, um, and so once they, I guess that, I, and that's to be, that's to oh, be. Oh, you mean the it. two physicians is only required for new, like at new 18, 18 to 20 years. So our patients right. that are 18 to 20 year olds that have qualified before this act are, are they just. So, so, and also because 17 and under have to also see two physicians as a child, you have to see two physicians, right? So it'll be a continuation of that. So I guess I, I mean, I, I thought that they were going to do it, uh, continually, but they aren't, they aren't doing that. It's not how it's written in the rules. Um, so that'll just probably be like, you know, you were 17 last year, saw your two physicians, just a continuation of that, I guess. Right. I don't, and then, yeah, and then, and then after the first year, year, and then if you were qualified though, as a 17 year old, I think it does not affect you as a role. If you've been approved before. Yeah. Their rules aren't really laying out. And then, and then there will, and it is affecting the um, purchase amounts for younger, the, the 18 to 20 year old bracket. 18 to 20. So right. um, again, I say, don't call them adults. If you're not going to treat them like adults, like stop taxing them. Also stop taxing anybody that, that can't vote. If you can't vote, you shouldn't be paying taxes by the way, just so you know, cause that's taxation without representation. Just, anyway, we can get into that later, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that it's yeah. But the fact is that, that lit that, the check the the percentages the recommended percentages that's affecting everybody right yeah and it has to be noted on every every certification so so when we get our renewals this year that's going to be notated and then how are they going to do that i would like to know how that's going to be implemented uh if any of the practitioners want to uh figure that out and come on and talk to us about it um by all means Um, invite them through I believe um, also it's, uh, you know, so the information it's on the provider certification mm-hmm. um, and, you know, previous to this, you only had to have your medical card. You didn't have to show your provider certification when you walked in. You just had to show that your medical card was your medical card and you could buy whatever you needed to. Mm-hmm. Now, so now I don't know if patients are required to show this provider certification. This is, again, you know, you're asking uh 
their medical information to be. Uh, well, I mean, the only good thing I can see the silver lining of this is that you're um, going to need more training. If you need more training, by all means, give us a call. We'll be happy to assist you in that because your um, your dispensary agents are now going to be pharmacists um, doling out proper percentages of concentrate. Uh, for these patients. Um, they're going to need to um, know how to appropriately do that, obviously, within their um, system, but also just, you know, how do we, you know how people get when the first, the first person they tell, you can't buy that because it's outside of your percentage. It is going to flip out like Donkey Kong. Jesus Lord. I just... <laughs> Um, and then, and then, and then the next sentence that will walk out of their mouth is you can go next door and we have concentrates over there that you can purchase with your driver's license. If you, if they're 21 or older, if they're, you know, full grown ass adult. Um, so there's, it kind of, it slips in this different, the, co- the coroner establishing a working group. So the Actorexy Association representing coroners to establish a working group to study methods to test all scheduled drugs and the presence and quantity of THC in each case of non-natural death and make recommendations by July 1st, 2022. The recommendation must be reported to the House of Representatives Health and Insurance Committee and the Senate Health and Human Services Committee or their successor committees. Beginning January January 1st, 2022, the act requires the coroner in each case of a non-natural death to complete a toxicology screen. The coroner shall report the results of the toxicology screen to the Colorado Violent Death Reporting System. Violent death. The department then produces an annual report of the data beginning January 2nd, 2023 and annually each year thereafter. They're just looking for a way to blame cannabis for death. They're, they're trying to say cannabis does cause death. Look, we have the numbers right here. Right, and it does. It's absolutely ridiculous from a pro-cannabis governor. Like, we we hired a pro-cannabis governor, by the way. Um, um, it jumps back to the 18 and 20-year-old. You can't um, advertise specifically directed to the eight person's ages this age. Um, that's, well, that's fine. I don't care about whatever that means. Uh, you know, close your eyes. Like, draw a black line over the, the cannabis leaf. I don't know what that means. I don't know um, what that means either. I guess they can't <laughs> just, like, demographically, like... I, yeah, I like, know what it means in yeah, the like, I mean, time. Like, really, like... Jesus. Um, um, oh, here's the little flyer thing. So the little concentrate flyer. Medical stores and retail stores shall provide patient with a tangible education resource regarding the use of medical or retail concentrate when selling the concentrate. So um, there's this little lovely flyer that the pay, the 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 they've put together and it doesn't even print properly so that it, unless you like change things up, it was pain in my ass to print it out properly or it didn't print it upside down inside. Maybe your, kid, maybe your printer was smart and mine was not. I, I got this from a dispensary. They have it on, on the counters. Ah, good. They're just like they everybody gets it. As they are supposed to. As they should. Um, uh, this, this pamphlet is scientifically inaccurate. So this is presented to you from the CDPHE and M- MEB, I believe. I don't know if it's in conjunction or how. It yeah, yeah. But, I don't um, know. The we don't need to read this whole thing either. We just 
Yeah. No, this is uh, what the stores are. Uh, the medical stores are immediately to record transactions to the seed to sale inventory tracking system to allow the system to that part continuously monitor entry of patient data to identify discrepancies with daily purchase limits and potency authorizations, access and retrieve real-time sales data based on patient identification number, and respond with a user error message if a sale to a patient or caregiver will exceed the patient's allowed purchase limit for the business day or potency authorization. So, so they... <laughs> So this is where the problem comes in, where we're not all connected on like BioTrack, right? Or whatever, MMJ Freeway, MJ Freeway or whatever. Not everybody's using the same seed to sale system. So now instead of like in some states where they require this kind of communication, um, the everybody's required to use the same seed to sale system. So you can see that shit right in real time um, in your situation. But uh, and it'll tell you if, if that name pops up across, you know what I'm saying? Like it communicates, but the bud tenders now, the dispensary agents now are going to have to, uh, check your limits, uh, before purchase. I would assume that the tech systems have already, were already on this as things were being, and that they you could assume that if you want to, but I don't assume that because I, I don't I, believe it. I haven't <laughs> They're that like, I well, mean, I, know, I know some of the facilities are just flat out denying more than your statutory, every, you know, like well, but they can do that. But the problem is, is that they have. To, OK, so here's the problem. They have to check. They have to check another website before your purchase. Prior to your purchase, they have to unless you walk through their door at 9 a.m. when all dispensaries are, are just opening that they have to check your purchase for the day. Then they can sell you whatever they sell you. And then they have to input that sale immediately right now into the system so that you can't leave and go to a dispensary two blocks down the road where they will have to check to see what if you've purchased your limit because that other dispensary had to input immediately. <coughs> see whether or not you have per, you let you purchase or tell you you can't. And then enter, if you made a purchase, enter your purchase so you can't go to another dispense, et cetera. So that's what they're trying to prevent. There's going to be some user error. There's going to be some operator error there. Um, and there's going to be an increase of cost for systems for medical dispensaries. There's going to be an increase in time that you're going to have to wait to see your dispensary agent. So be patient um, with your dispensary agents. As do. These laws are these new affecting them too. Um. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, if you want to continue this conversation with us after the show, um, not today, but anytime, like we're usually in the morning and whatnot, we're um, over on our Discord channel. I went and put it in the chat right there for you guys. So if you just click on that link, you can join us in Discord if you're not already there. If you are already there, participate more. We want to see more of you. So, or join so us for Work Wednesday. We always do follow ups yeah. and talking, you know, then we're just more uh, shooting the shit and uh, well, working. We're probably going to talk about this. Um, about so, um, are there any more important, important points to hit on these Colorado laws that, that we're missing? Um, it just talks about the limits, the why, uh, what, how you can exceed the, you know, why your practitioner would, uh, designate you to carry more than the statutory limits. Um, they have to carry additional paperwork, a uniform certification form, um, denoting, uh, specific, uh, 
products that they'll be using, not product, but they, they have flower product and concentrate designation uh, with the potency THC levels for each one, milligram uh, maximums for products and um, uh, and has to all be noted. So, um, so also be patient with your doctor, uh, your practitioner, whoever's making the recommendation for you. Thank them for making the recommendation for you because some of these doctors are going to bow out. This is a lot of uh, information that they don't necessarily have or aren't comfortable giving out or, um, you know, anyways, um, they, the reason there's comfort in making the recommendation is because there is science behind cannabis being effective at treating symptoms of a lot of the illnesses that we uh, experience. But the reason that they don't want to be specific about it is because each person is different and cannabis doesn't work like your oxycodone does. It doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not the same. It's not, it's not how, and they're trying to make it pharmaceutical like, and it's just, it's just not that. And um, you would think that a pro cannabis governor would understand that. And I have, I, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of issue with some of his new stuff. Well, certainly um, not pro patient. Um, and that's, he's sure. not pro patient. He's pro money in his pockets. I would like to know who's, Who's paying him to destroy the medical program is what I would like to know. Yeah, I'd um, like to know this too. Anybody want to do some research for us and figure out who's paying <laughs> our governor to destroy our medical program? Because that'd be interesting to know. Um, um, real quick, um, we are. Uh, I, I, I have. I have to go to the bathroom. So we're. Yeah, we're my gonna, dog is about to lose. Wrap her it up. Mind. But I, I do want to do a, a, a <laughs> quick rant real quick. I just want to real quick just tell you what is pissing me off today. What is pissing me off today is that I am t- okay. I am tired. Uh, there's a lot that I can. We're going to spend a lot of time on this pamphlet because there's a lot that pisses me off about this pamphlet. But I'm going to start right here with these warnings. Uh, use of marijuana, marijuana concentrate may lead to. Um, and then the third one on the list is cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. And I can't, you guys, I cannot, I'm not going to continue to argue with you. If you work in the industry, stop arguing with me about whether or not this is real life. Okay. Don't, don't well, my friend, he was really sick from you. Where did he get it? Where did he get it? Did the doctor test it? Well, yeah, just no, they didn't test it. And they don't know why he got sick. That's my point. That's my whole point. They don't know why he got sick. So they're just going to blame it on the cannabis. I can't stand y'all. I can't do it anymore. I cannot. If you are pro cannabis, fucking be pro cannabis until they start testing the cannabis that is making people sick and causing this CHS. I just did air quotes for those of you listening. Um, without the video, if they, if, if they, if there's, if, they, if, if they're going to blame cannabis, I want it tested. They, they got corners doing toxicology screenings on, on people and blaming death that so, so that they can blame death on cannabis. That's what this is. That's what this will do. That's what this will, that's what will happen when the toxicology screening comes back as um, positive for cannabis or higher levels of cannabis, right? In in the blood. For somebody like me, I probably got high levels of cannabis in my blood all the time. Like honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let me tell you this. And 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 first of all, if I die under mysterious circumstances because I ran my mouth too much, but uh honestly, 
if they do a toxicology screening and they try to blame my death on cannabis, I want all of you to riot. I'm serious. I, there's no, did, did cannabis did not cause my death. I will, I will die on that hill. That is a hill I will die on. Yes, yes I will. Okay. So like, don't argue, like, if you want to argue about it, we can argue about it, but don't bring to the argument. Well, we don't, I don't, I don't know why it made him sick. He's used cannabis his whole life. I don't know why it made him sick this time. That's my fucking point. Bro, that's my whole fucking point. And if we can spend taxpayer money on making a whole ass regulation to require coroners to do a toxicology screening for mysterious death, which they should have been doing any fucking way. What the fuck? But for the main purpose of just to blame cannabis, if we can spend taxpayer, my taxpayer money, our taxpayer money on this then we can spend, you put it in the regulations that if anybody comes into the doctors, into the emergency room with symptoms of CHS, that we cannot have a diagnosis of CHS unless we can test the product that caused it. If you can't bring me the product that caused it so that I can test this, then we got to figure something out. We got to we got to figure out what's in your blood. We got to do blood tests. We got to do something else because honestly, you've got to stop blaming cannabis for causing something with symptoms that it treats on a daily basis. Cannabis treats every single symptom of CHS, every single symptom. So you're trying to tell me that if I use too much cannabis, that it's going to cause all the symptoms that it treats. And then like I had somebody arguing with me about this the other day and they were like, well, you know, it's like if you drink too much alcohol. And I was like, I'm not talking about overconsumption. And you know what? Neither was he. He was talking about alcohol poisoning. Alcohol is a different animal. You cannot compare drinking so much alcohol that it poisons you to being to consuming cannabis as a regular habit and it caused like, it's not the same. It's not the same as nicotine. It's not the same. And there have been people who have consumed cannabis their whole entire lives and never had any of these symptoms. And there are some people that have had these symptoms and then they start using cannabis again and never have the symptoms again. And like, like I want to know if it's can't listen, bottom line, if cannabis is the bad guy, show me. And I'll agree with you. Show me the science. And I'll agree with you that cannabis is the bad guy here, but I don't see anybody saying, Oh, we diagnosed with CHS. And then I say, well, did they test the cannabis that you used? No. Oh, by the way, also, This says uh, use of marijuana concentrate might lead to plenty of CHS diagnosis come from smoking flour, flour, not concentrate, flour. What's in it? I want to know what's in it. That is my, that is what, that is my rant. That's going to be my rant for my whole rest of my life. I want to know what's in it. I want to know how. Cannabis can make me feel so good every single day, but I got this product that was untested and it made me sick and it made me have these symptoms that are very, very similar to symptoms of azadiractin toxicity, by the way, and also comes from smoking, not using edibles, not you like 
not using oils. Like, come on. Right. If you're, if you're having this uh, negative effect of cannabis uh, in your system, why, you know, and it's created, like, it's not associated with all cannabis products or all, you know, again, no documentation. There's no consistent documentation or evidence of, you know, what's causing this. And again, and they put it here as uncontrolled and repetitive vomiting. That's, that's all they put, which is. That can be treated by hot showers and baths and also Benadryl can treat it too. And, and, and people, um, a lot of, a lot of the cases are coming from non-legal states. So where are they getting their cannabis from? Where, where is it coming from? I want to know what's in it. And, and, and that the fact that it's illegal in your state is the reason why you have symptoms of it. A lot of the people that I've talked, I've talked to a couple of people that have been told by doctors that they had CHS. And when I ask them if their product was tested, of course it wasn't. And then when I ask them if they bought their product at a dispensary, of course they didn't. I'm not advocating for dispensary use. I love, I love getting stuff from the plug. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're one of our most reliable (laughs) but I'm just going to say for the record that they aren't required to test anything. Testing is also very expensive and they don't not necessarily have access to that. I'm just saying that if I come to you, doctor, be a responsible fucking doctor and figure out why I'm actually sick instead of continuing to stigmatize a plant that I use every single day and that has been saving my life for years. Yes, that's it. And I think that that's a, the rant for a lot of patients. Um, I mean, that you're not the only person to question those diagnoses. And it's... it's um, a lot of it's misdiagnosed gastrointestinal disorder uh, or hyper hyperemesis in, in general uh, that, you know, from us, from something, from other, some other illness. Um, uh, but also some people I've had, I've had at least two and I'm not, listen, I don't know. Statistically, my study is low. I have a statistically low case study here, right? Cause it's just people that I talk to or see in forums or whatever. And I'm just one person. But um, a majority of the people that I've talked to that have been diagnosed with this have uh, bought off-market cannabis or underground cannabis. Uh, it was smoked. It was lit on fire and smoked. So I have, I have a theory about that. Lighting it on fire is going to cause carcinogens, ladies and gentlemen. I say it over and over. I sit here and smoke a blunt. I mean, I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it, but it is what it is. Um, uh uh, I was, I was going somewhere with that and I don't know where I was going with it, but, uh, you know, doctors be responsible about it, especially if you live in a non-legal state, you have a duty to your patient and it's not to report them to the police because they used cannabis. It's to figure out what the fuck's making them sick and and don't make them sick again. Let them not get sick again. It's that. That's that. Yeah. That's stop reporting patients for drug use. Drug use is not a crime. 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 Drug use is a cry for help, by the way. Not in the case of cannabis, it's probably a cry for help for better pain relief or mental relief or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but be careful because marijuana concentrate may lead to cannabis use disorder and dependence, including physical and psychological dependence, according to this. Cannabis does not cause physical dependence. That has been shown over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Does not cause physical dependence. Physical dependence means that if I stop using cannabis, I'm going to be physically ill. My body's going to physically react. I'm going to go into a detox 
type of state as if I were detoxing from a hard drug like uh, like uh, like pharmaceutical drugs, like alcohol, even caffeine causes uh, detox symptoms of headaches and moodiness and things like that. Cannabis does not cause physical effects like that unless you're treating symptoms. Those symptoms may come back psychologically. Yes, you could have an inclination in your mind that you need cannabis, even maybe when you don't, that's called dependency, not addiction. We could get into that on another show. Um, Yeah, this um, and psychosis, by the way, is also um, uh, psychotic symptoms are also uh, described as paranoia, having paranoia, which cannabis is known to occasionally cause paranoia. I'm sorry, I skipped down to the sentence that says regulated stores cannot provide medical advice. Any questions related to health or safety of cannabis concentrate should be discussed with the patient's recommending physician or an adult consumer's primary care physician. Um, I know that dispensary agents are not giving medical advice, but they are giving cannabis. You know, like they are talking about the product that they know, the effects that they know that it gives. You know, um, and patients, if you're going into, I mean, regardless of whether you're going into an adult use store or into a medical store, um, they're coming in saying, I want quick <laughs> for X, Y, and Z. I want focus. I want sleep. I want, you know, um, they're not, you know, and yeah, there are people going, <laughs> listen, um, all right, we can, I, yeah. I actually have to go like a lady is stressing yeah. me out. I'm about to like lose my shit. Cause I can hear her and, and, um, whining like there's no tomorrow. We're going to be back yeah. on Wednesday. We're going to be back um, on Wednesday at four 20. Tell your friends, join us, set your alarms, make sure you're here. It's a work Wednesday. We're going to be talking about lots of stuff. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging in with us. Two and a half hours today. Good show back. It's our first show back. And I think <laughs> we made it. I'm a, I'm yeah. good. We made it. <laughs> we informed you on a lot of stuff. And we're going to be back on Wednesday to talk. Just uh, shoot the shit with y'all. So, as always, be nice to yourselves. Make sure that you put your mask on before assisting others. Yes. Cultivate love. You deserve it. And stay lifted. Stay Stay lifted, lifted. everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Tell your friends, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. See you on Wednesday. Bye. Bye.